Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name's Tom Bump. Thanks for joining me again for another episode. Hey, how's your water line? I'm not talking about the water lines that bring water to your church or to your home, but how's your spiritual water line, your physical, emotional water line, spiritual water line? Um, hopefully you'll get what I'm talking about in just a minute. That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode, as well as how do we know how to handle different tra- ministry seasons, um, different transition times of our life? I have had a few questions from a couple coaching students recently that I've been working with about this topic. And so I thought, why not make it a podcast episode? So stay with me on that. But first off, uh, this is a, a self-sponsored episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast, and that means that it's being sponsored by RestoringLeaders.org. Restoring Leaders is a ministry that is standing with so many leaders to help them through hurt, uh, wounds, and over being overwhelmed, or even being burned out. You know, maybe you find yourself in a season where you're wondering what's next. Should I keep going? Or maybe why should I keep going or why should I keep hurting this way? Why should I feel so isolated and alone? Restoring Leaders stands with you. We're here to help leaders stay in the ministry, to live restored and lead renewed. And we believe it's possible. We've been there. We've been in a dark place. We've been in the deep, dark valleys and we've journeyed through them and we've gained experience and wisdom. And we want to share that as a guide with you. So if you're looking for some help or you need some encouragement, check out restoringleaders.org. All right, let's get into today's topic as we think about this idea of our waterline and ministry transitions and ministry seasons. How do we handle those? Well, you know, I was thinking about this and I was, I've been doing a lot of reading about mindset and about growth and about burnout and about ministry hurts and all those kind of things. Obviously, that's what I do now full time. And one of the things that I've noticed is that there is a cycle of when you get into different seasons in ministry. And and so I thought I'd talk about just for a brief moment uh, of some of the different seasons that you come into. There's an entry season where As you get in, if you're fairly new to ministry, you come in, you're all excited. You've got lots of big vision and big mission in your heart and in your mind. You have lots of ideas and and things that you want to do. And inevitably, and I don't say this to throw water on any new cold water on any new leader, but inevitably there comes a time where sometimes reality does hit and things get a little harder and a little more challenging. And and there becomes a, a sense of where our emotions dig in and, and we start to feel a little restless. Maybe there's some confusion. Maybe there's some self-doubt. Maybe there's even some isolation. Sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Sometimes it could be years in, into ministry that you start feeling this. You never know when these seasons come, but 
there's this time where you're entering into uh, this season of uncertainty and it just seems to stick around. You ever felt that? Now, maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you can't. If you can't, that's okay. You might know somebody that all of a sudden is in this season and you can offer some help in that. Now, and the thing is, is that sometimes when you're in this season, the agitation comes easy. Cynicism comes quick because we're just trying to make life work. We're trying to make ministry work when we're in this, this phase of, of just restlessness and, and confusion. And so what I always tell people is then if you're feeling that way, you need to enter into an, a, a time of evaluation. Um, jump into this evaluation season where before you make any harsh decisions, make any rash decisions, you spend some time thinking through why are you feeling these things? What's some of the causes? Is it you? Is it something spiritually that you have or haven't done? Is it something in the ministry that you're leading? Something has changed, leadership shifts, um, volunteer shifts, strategy shifts, philosophy shifts. What's going on? Now, we know during this season of the pandemic, there have been so many changes. And there's been a lot of leaders thinking about quitting or walking away. Let me challenge you, don't do that. This is not the time for leaders to pack it up. This is more of a time for us leaders to get more evaluative, to continue to ask what are we doing and how we're doing it and why are we doing it? And could it be done better? Could it be done different? So an evaluation phase or season is a good thing. Because God uses evaluation to align us to his will and to his plan when we truly seek what God wants. And you know, out of restlessness comes evaluation, and out of evaluation comes an alignment, an alignment with what God wants you to do, where you submit your heart and your mind and your will and your plans to God. You know, when we get into alignment with God, it's amazing how instead of restless, we're peaceful. Instead of struggling with self-doubt, there's confidence in Christ. Instead of confusion, there's clarity. Instead of isolation, you find community. Alignment causes Christ followers to, to become more pliable and teachable, to become open-minded and open-hearted. And you know what? That's when God brings change. You know, sometimes God has to break our spirits, our strong egos, our pride, our self-sufficiency. Sometimes he has to expose our sin to our hearts and minds so that we can confess it and make it right. Alignment isn't just about getting rid of all the restlessness and the confusion. It's, it's about aligning it and making it the way it should be. Because sometimes, because we come into ministry and, and sometimes we start new things or we switch positions and we get this fresh wind, and but yet we're doing the same things. I had somebody challenge me a long time ago, don't be a leader with 21-year experience. Meaning, don't, be, don't have 20 years of experience, but it's only the same one year repeated 20 times. 
I know a lot of leaders who, who talk about, oh, I've got 10, 15, 20 years experience. And yet you find out by talking to them, they kept doing the same things over and over and over again. I followed a couple of leaders not that long ago, and I noticed that every four or five years, they changed positions. And there was always a problem with the church. And what I started to wonder is, was the problem really with the church or was it that their bag of trips, tricks was empty? You know, sometimes the seasons that, that we go through of, of, of restlessness and confusion and self-doubt push, push us in a direction of evaluation so that God can show us he wants us to do new things and not keep doing the old things over and over and over again. And with alignment, sometimes comes a brand new thing. Sometimes ministry isn't always what we think it should look like. I want to encourage you that if you're struggling in this season, if you're wrestling with your waterline, that um, you work on alignment. Work towards alignment and asking God to get, bring you in to alignment. It is so, so powerful when we allow God to bring us into that place and we need it. Now let's talk about our water lines for just a few minutes. You know, if you look at big ships, they're really impressive. I've been around a few cruise ships. I've been around some, some military ships and they're amazing to me because they are, are, are huge and yet they sit on that water and they float. And right at the waterline, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but sometimes if you look at some of those ships that have been sitting in port for a while, you notice something about their waterline. Buildup starts to form. Started doing some thinking about this, and so I did a little digging and some research. And what's interesting is, is that the waterline is where you know, we can't often see it because what, what really is happening is there's a lot of ship below the waterline that pushes through the water, that takes the, the ocean's abuse. It's also where the most impact and corrosion happens. It's where barnacles begin to form just below the surface of the water. And you know what? If it's not taken care of, if it's not cleaned, if it's not sealed pretty soon that water line can start to create some weakness and it can crack and you'll never see it coming sometimes you know socrates famously said the unexamined life is not worth living and you know if we're going to if we're going to be transformed by the grace of god if we're going to help others transform by the grace of god then we need to let God examine our water lines on a regular basis. We need to check our water lines on a regular basis. And sometimes in those seasons of restlessness and doubt, it's where God is warning us that our water line has some stress fractures. It has some cracks. It has some potential to crack. And we have to be careful. So in the evaluation phase, when one of the things that we do is we need to look at our values 
and, and look at our beliefs. And we need to understand are, are what we're holding on to in those areas, are they God's values? Are they his heart for what we're trying to accomplish? Sometimes resistance comes. We don't want to change. We don't want to do new things. We're comfortable in doing the same kinds of ministry we've always done. We've had success. So why would we change it? Listen, sometimes the best thing you can do is take your best program and break it. And then make it better. Here's some questions that you could ask when you're in this season of evaluation, when you're checking your waterline. What's right about the waterline? There's some good things that are at the waterline. Do you sense God's blessings? Where is God blessing in your ministry right now? Where have you been affirmed in your leadership? Where have you been affirmed at someone who does the right way, things the right way in the right time? Where do you see God working, not just in you, but in your ministry? Now, another question to ask is, what's wrong with my waterline? Maybe ask yourself, what have I been struggling the most with lately? Where could I put some more focus on? Where do I need to get down and sit next to the waterline for a little bit and study it and examine it closer? You know, sometimes they take big magnifying glasses and they go through and then they run these electronic tests to test the water lines on ships. They want to make sure that that steel, that metal is solid and sure. And there aren't no, there are no stress fractures. Maybe we need to do that too. Where are you in your journey with Christ right now? Where do you find yourself resisting God? Maybe there's some things you know God wants you to do or change, and you're resisting. You're pushing back. You're avoiding. Can I just tell you, don't do that. <laughs> From personal experience, you know, if I don't know if anybody ever read my blog when I, I haven't been writing in a long time, but I wrote a, a blog about being spit out of the fish. And it was kind of my, my story of my Jonah season where I ran from the dream that God was putting on my heart to pastor pastors, to help hurting and burned out leaders. And so one of my resistances was, well, God, sometimes leaders just don't know when they're hurting and when they need help or they're, they just don't want to ask for help. <laughs> they're not willing to get help. So God, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I, I was pushing back on the wrong things. Part of it was, is I realized that I was doing that <laughs> at the same time. I was resisting God and I was pushing back because I didn't want to ask for help because I didn't know how to even start what I was going to start doing. Another question to ask is, what's confusing right now? Because you see, God is not a God of confusion. He's a God of clarity. So if there's, if there's confusion, that's an area where you need to lean into the Holy Spirit even more and say, God, clear away the clouds so that I can see you clearly. But ask yourself, where do I feel the most confused? Why aren't the pieces coming together? Where aren't they coming together and why? 
where does God want me to go? But maybe I don't feel like I can right now. Think about those things for a while. Sit on those things for a while. Last question I want to challenge you with before I wrap up. What's missing? What's the biggest gap between the problems and the answers? Where is it in your life that you feel freest right now? And where do you feel the most bound up? The most limited? Where do you need the greatest help? And what's your heart telling you that you should do? I want to encourage you that as you examine your waterline of your life and then of your ministry, that as you walk through these questions, what's right, what's wrong, what's confusing, what's missing, (laughs) that hopefully you're going to gain such an amazing clarity from the Spirit that you're going to have no doubts on what you need to do next. And then you have to obey. And living in obedience is going to be a challenge because it's going to require a crisis of your faith. It's going to involve surrender. It's going to involve giving up and letting go, being willing to sacrifice, being willing to absorb some hits from those who don't always see it as clearly as you do. So my friends, I want to encourage you, and I know this has been more, probably feels more of a somber podcast than normal, but it's something that, like I said, I've been prompted by and just felt very led this morning, even as I was sitting preparing some other podcasts that are coming up to share with you. Because these are things that I wrestle through. These are things that I walk through in KMC coaching with leaders. Uh, We also do this in restoring leaders to help leaders figure out how they can find a godly, sustainable pace. These are questions you need to answer so that you know how to live and lead. So listen, I believe great days are ahead, but also great challenges are ahead. Our world is hurting, divided, broken. And it's going to take people who live differently to offer a different alternative. Right now, I think the church looks too much like the world, sounds too much like the world, identifies too much like the world, accepts too much of what the world accepts. Following Jesus is a narrow road, King. And if we're going to help the children in this next generation follow Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we have to make sure our water lines are strong. We have to make sure that the season we're in brings clarity, not confusion, brings greater commitment and resolve and willingness to endure the sacrifices and the challenges ahead and creates a fresh dependence on the spirit more than ever. Don't lean on curriculums, Facebook groups, denominations for all the answers. Lean on the word of God in his, in his spirit. Lean into the father. Well, my friends, that's all I've got for today. I hope that you've gotten something good out of this podcast. I hope that it's been an encouragement to you. Thank you for listening. It was exciting to see that just before this episode, 
we went over the 70,000 download mark. What an honor that is. Thank you for being a faithful listener to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. Thanks for being a part of the KMC Facebook group, Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. If you're not part of that group, hey, come join. And when you join, make sure you answer the questions on our group. We are strict on that. We want people to answer. It shows that you're going to be a responsible member of our community. If you bring somebody or invite somebody in, make sure they know to answer the questions as well. But we love to have you come and be a part of it. And don't just join and sit. Join and participate. The community needs your voice. Again, thank you for listening. If you need help, please reach out. You can go to kmccoach.net, restoringleaders.org. Either one has an opportunity. You can set up a call with me. I'm available to help and serve in any way I can. Looking forward to the next episode. We've got some good stuff coming. We've got a parenting resource that we're going to be uh, recording uh, very soon about some so a new website and a new ministry that has started to really help parents engage with their children in the discipleship journey. I know you're going to love that conversation. I'm super excited about it. So God bless. Thanks for listening and join me again for another episode of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.